0: talking about, um, just encourage you, continue just to think of that, all the things that God has for us come in the form of a gift, right? So just receiving his peace, receiving his kindness, receiving his healing, all those things by faith, receive, and when the world is screaming stress, what is screaming, your schedule is screaming anxiety, you're just saying, no, nope, I'm a son of the king, I'm a daughter of the king. He says I can be at rest, and who am I to argue with the God of creation? Who am I to argue? If he says I can be at rest, I can be at rest. Amen? Amen. Amen. So we're going to have a different type of chapel. The rest of this chapel, I just want to give a a few instructions. We're going to end up in small groups. And I know that when I'm sitting in the audience or the congregation and somebody says something about small groups, I'm always like, oh. You know, okay, i mean, got to get out of my comfort zone. Absolutely, absolutely. We're going to do kind of like small house churches within this one room, if that can make sense. You know, it's as if almost like we're gathering small house churches uh, just like they might have done, and some still do uh, this day, of course. But this chapel, we call it unscripted because it's a little different. We're really trying, honestly, to, to employ many of these uh, ideas throughout our normal chapels as well. Uh, what we don't want in chapel is just a lot of spectators, That's what we're trying to combat because that's like kind of the norm. People just come. It's almost like a show. We watch what happens on the platform, kind of receive whatever. we. But we expect everybody on the platform to kind of do all the work and we receive. But God is saying, hey, you're a kingdom of priests. So everybody is expected to engage. Everyone is expected to prepare. Everyone is expected to bring something. And so when you get into a small group, it's like you're looking at people eyeball to eyeball, and you're going, oh, you mean you want to hear from me? You mean God might speak through me? Yeah. And we even want to facilitate that in our larger gatherings where somebody could pray out, you know, and, or, or, or bring a message in tongues or, or bring a prophecy. These are biblical concepts. Um, so we want to be a part of helping to... to Stir those things up in here since they are biblical concepts. All right, so a couple of things. Um, uh, Acts, Acts 2 17 and 18, we know these scriptures. Just highlight this again, get it into your spirit. Uh, quoting Joel chapter 2, says this In the last days, God said, I will pour out my spirit upon some of the people. Did I read that wrong? All right, I know that's kind of a dumb joke to do, but you know, I mean, it just emphasizes what does it say? It says all people, right? We even highlighted it in red. Isn't that nice? Um, All people, your sons and daughters. Oh, wait. Oh, just the sons, right? Just the sons, right? Oh, wait, wait. No, it says sons and daughters. All right. I like that word and. That's a good word. Sons and daughters will prophesy your young men will see visions and your old. Oh, the old men are pretty irrelevant at this point, right? Wait, wait. No, it says the old men will dream dreams. Okay, all right. In those days, I will pour out my spirit upon Oh, okay, good, good, good. All my servants, men and women alike, and they might prophesy. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Sorry, I, I need to practice these scriptures a little bit more. I'll read it a little bit. <laughs> Sorry, my mistake. They will prophesy. All right, that's what it says. So, But God pours out his spirit upon all of us, right? It's not just the leaders anymore, but that's kind of how it used to be. That's how it used to be in the Old Testament, like God's spirit would come upon the leaders to help guide the people. But now he's calling us all. I say, "I'm filling every one of you with my spirit, so that you might be a king of priests." Uh, another scripture, Acts 2: 41 through47. You recognize this one as well. But again, just painting a picture of the New Testament church. It says they joined with the other believers and devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, sharing in the Lord's Supper and in prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all. And I'm praying for that. That would be a deep sense of awe that would come over uh, all of us here at North Central University. I believe it's happening. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. More, Lord, more, let it happen. They sold their possessions and shared the proceeds with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, and they met in homes for the Lord's Supper. You know, just a side note right there. Some people get kind of torn between, is it, is it meeting in the big gathering of the, of, the, of the church building, or is it the small groups in the homes? Man, you can look here in Acts 2, and also it echoes this in Acts chapter 5. They did both. So it's a both-and concept. This is not, oh, well, the way they did it back then was small house churches. No, it says they met in the temple each day, and they met in homes as well. So Acts chapter 5 echoes that too. So it's a both-and, the big group and the small group, all right? Uh, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all while praising God, and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their group those who were being saved. Another verse that we've been talking about this semester is 1 Corinthians 14.26. This is, um, Dr. Amy Anderson has a book called uh, When You Come Together. And so this is, and her book is based on this scripture and many others. But uh, 1 Corinthians 14.26 says, when you meet. Now, how many of you guys realize that when you see those words, that's a pretty good indication that whatever follows is a good instruction for what you ought to do. Now, we all understand, too, that this is not an exhaustive list. These are suggestions. But the point is that there's more than just one thing that we should be doing. And it's just more than one person that should be involved in leadership. It says, when you meet, one will sing. Another will teach. Another will tell some special revelation God has given. One will speak in an unknown language or in tongues, uh, while another will interpret what is being said. And many other things is involved. So we're trying to encourage those things to happen in our chapels as well. So what is unscripted chapel? Unscripted chapel is the activation of the entire church, the body of Christ, right? Uh, That's number one. Number two, the body of Christ ministering to the body. Not just the leaders ministering to the body, although we actually are all leaders. So really it would be all leaders ministering to all the body, to each other. So we're actually there helping and encouraging one another. Uh, I mentioned this already, but a kingdom of priests uh, taken from Exodus nineteen six and 1 Peter 2, 9. This is the way God always wanted it. You could study especially Exodus 19 where it talks about God's original desire to, 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 for all of his people to hear his voice. But the people actually refused him in that chapter and said, Moses, you stand in for us. You listen to God. We are too afraid. But God was inviting all of his people. So that's now where we stand is that God is inviting you and me. And some still refuse because they just want to hear from the leaders instead of hearing directly from God. But God wants to speak to you and through you as well. Number uh, four there, D, non-spectator. You know, this is something we always want. We always want participation, right? Uh, we can go into that, but I think you understand what we're looking for there. Number five, there is a non-platform-driven model. And what I'll say about that, uh, there's, and some of you have heard me say this before, but there's, I heard Bob Bob Sorge teach about this. He says, you know, we have this current platform-driven model. It's like everybody gathers, we face the platform, and whatever the people are doing on the platform, they tell us what to do, and we do it. You know, they say sing, they say stand, they say sit, they, you know, leave. <laughs> we just do whatever they say, and that's fine, and it's, but it's not how it's going to be in heaven because we're going to have not a platform-driven model. We're going to have a, a multitude-driven model. That means the multitude is going to drive whatever is happening in the gathering, Now, of course, it's going to be a little different because we'll have the Son of God standing right there physically in our midst, right? So we're going to be like, whoa, we don't need an inspiration. We don't need somebody to go, hey, everybody, look, which is kind of what the idea is of the leaders. We're we're saying, hey, guys, look, he's awesome, right? We won't need that. But we're trying to move from platform-driven into more of a multitude-driven culture. I had experience with that when... uh, a popular worship band was here for Pure Worship Conference. They were leading, and they kind of had their, you know, they do their songs the way they do every time. They're anointed, but they just kind of do the song, and they're done. They move on to the next song. Well, when they got to the end of the song, because our culture is just normally to extend things and to keep singing, the people kept singing the song. They kind of hit the last... Ta-da. Like it was the last chord, and everybody kept singing. They're like, oh, oh!" they kept playing. It was like literally the congregation was leading because they weren't done. And they're like, we're not done singing this song. We're going to keep going. You know, the people on the platform are like, okay, we'll keep playing for you. Well, it, they become the accompanists at that point. But that's what we're wanting. We're wanting you to drive. We're wanting to, to, for you to drive what's happening in chapel. Not that we have to come in here and kind of go, come on, everybody, cheerlead everybody into worshiping God. Amen. You come in ready, you come in hungry, you come in thirsty, all right? So uh, one of the ways that we're going to facilitate is through this, that is through this chapel. And uh, there's two ways that you can do that for the remaining time that we have, which is about 18 minutes or so, uh, longer if you want to hang out more, but we're going to divide up into small groups of anywhere from 10 to 20, kind of up to you. Uh, but I, need, I would like everybody to get into a group. Uh, you can just turn around with people around you or you can come up in these areas up here. Go back in the back corners. Uh, and the goal is this. The goal is this. Everybody to be engaged somehow. You might have the gift of encouragement. And so you might go through. Somebody in the, in the group might say, hey, guys, let's go around and encourage everybody. Maybe even speak a word of encouragement. Or if you have a word of knowledge for somebody, share that. Okay, uh, but you might also share a prayer request, and you might lead it out in prayer. Or you might open your Bibles, and you might say, hey, I, the, this scripture's on my heart. I just want to share it with everybody. But it's where everybody's bringing something, All right. And the other way you could do that is that we could also start a few specific prayer groups. If you have on your heart, man, I want to pray for the nations, and I want to get with the other group of people in this chapel that wants to pray for the nations, or I want to pray specifically for healing, and we want to get together with those who need healing, then you could come up to me as soon as I just uh, scatter you here in a minute. As soon as we do that, you could, you could say, hey, I want to start a group for such and such, and then I can announce it over the mic and say, hey, these, that group's going to meet over here. That makes sense? All right, so those are two options. You can kind of get in a small group wherever you're at. You can stay in the balcony up there, guys, or you can come down here. Either way, start a group together. But uh, don't stay by yourself. I know it's easier to stay by yourself, but I just encourage you. This is a community time where we gather together. All right, so everybody understand? Here we go. Gather in groups, and we'll put some music on, and you guys begin ministering to each other.